Welcome to this Conveyancing Matters chat when Stu and I are going to discuss has the land registry lost its way? Welcome to Conveyancing Matters with Lorraine and Stu. Join us for a chat about all things property. So, hello Stu, how on earth are you? I'm very good Lorraine, how are you? Yeah, I'm good, thanks, lovely. So since we last did a, a, a conveyancing matters chat, um, quite a lot has hit the fan relating to the land reg. Uh, quite a lot yeah. have been hitting the fan for a while with the land reg, but, uh, but I think we both uh, thought it might be a good idea to discuss um, as our, one of our first 2023 forays to has the land registry lost its way? What yeah. a good place to start. What do you think? Well, we've discussed the land registry, I think, on some of our news um, videos, haven't we? A, a few times, more than a few times maybe now that they've come up. And I probably wouldn't be too far out saying it's now becoming sort of one of the main issues, I think, affecting sort of firms that carry out conveyancing. It's probably, you know, well up on the agenda now in terms of problems, risk, uh, and ultimately leading to complaints that we receive from clients because ultimately we can't get our bloody, you know, transactions registered. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think there's a really actually quite important point to be made from the get go, because I think most conveyancers would generally say that the, you know, the people at the coalface in the land reg actually, to be fair, are probably in many ways quite similar in position to many, many people at the coalface in conveyancing. Mm. Um, and I think that many of them are working under huge pressure, possibly still at home, which is raises a different issue. Uh, but, you know, but they are as good and helpful as their kind of work pressures will enable them to be um but they are under pressure to 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 meet their kpis they always have been as an organization stu but of course you know the delays with registrations are a classic example data that that the land reg publishes itself and you know registration times are going backwards aren't they well yeah um, you would have thought, wouldn't you? you? Know we were sort of a good year plus out of the uh, the COVID uh, period uh, and the stamp duty holiday um, fiasco. Um, so you would have hoped, wouldn't you? You know that you know times are coming down, but statistically it doesn't seem to be the case. And also, I think you know the, one of the main points is you know you've got no idea how long a transaction is going to take to get through because it's so inconsistent. Yeah, I mean the land registry's own registration times that they are posting. Um, and under the sort of what they've got, they've got an average and then an almost all figures due. And I know I've quoted these before, but they do update them regularly. So a new build plot purchase will be 388 days. That's the almost all figure. Um, a registration of part that's not on a new build extraordinarily is 448 days. And, uh, you know, that's it. That's long enough to have probably two children, isn't it? Uh, and a first registration, uh, 307 days. Well, I know we've talked about this before, Stu, but, um, you know, firms like you, all firms are at the sharp end. I mean, this this idea that you're going to get requisitions from the land registry some 12 months after you've submitted the application. I mean, uh, you know, uh, talk to me about the, you know, the impact that that has on the post-completion team and the work generally. It's... Well, it's wide reaching. It's not just the post-completion team. Obviously, you know, having files knocking around, you know, whether they're hard, electronic, whatever you want to call it these days, you know, having something a matter for that long, that period of time, 
um, is ludicrous. Uh, and the you know the resource that that sucks is is incredible. Mm. Um, and more to the point, um, you know, a case under a fear and that's dealt with that client is now under an obligation to continually revert to them over that period of time. And it's really difficult, isn't it? You know, we we kind of, I think when you know the Lamberty first sort of published these delays, um, took a stance that we we you know we weren't really updating clients, but now it's got to a point where all of these matters that we've completed we're having to diarise um to continually go back to the client to say that we're chasing the land registry and as soon as you know we hear anything we'll let you know um keeping them in the loop and keeping them updated because of course the problem is these are the published days um for want of a word in terms of average conclusion times but they're they're so different from case to case um yeah. and it seems to depend who you get at the land registry as to how long things are going to take um so it's really difficult and of course with the mortgage market at the moment, the way it is, um, people sort of looking to refinance potentially, you're you're running into that ground, aren't you? And that's what's really, really, really difficult. Uh, and of course, the clients at the end of the day um, are the ones that ultimately could suffer a loss. Are you? Have you amended your client care letter or your retainer to 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 include to try and manage your clients' expectations at the beginning about this? Yeah, that that was done some time ago, but I think it's really difficult for a client to comprehend yeah. that it will take that long. Um, and I suppose you know we make a big point of telling the client what's going to happen, i.e., the next you know it's not over now you've completed. It's not an automatic given that. You know, the title gets updated. There is a process that's about to now happen that will take some time. But, you know, when you tell somebody it's going to take a year plus, um, it's it's very difficult to comprehend. And I know from personal experience, a number of clients that have rang the land registry, perhaps oh, that's the land registry aren't maybe divulging the exact, um, you know, figures that they publish. Um which again makes it really difficult. But you know, I would say now that the most common cause of complaint that we receive is actually that a client's title has not been updated. And that's, I mean, that's ridiculous. And what what makes me really mad uh, about that, you know, and I, you know, you know, spoiler alert. I think in many ways the land registry has lost its way. Let's get at let's get out of that get that out there. Um, but I mean, certainly when you and I first qualified, Stu, that 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 was just never. It was never an issue. It was never something we had to consider. But what really made, I'll come back to that, I think. But what makes me very mad is that this very significant issue with the land registry turnaround times now, it, it actually, it impacts on us in terms of all the points you've just made. But it just adds to that general perception that it's the conveyances and the conveyancing process yeah. that's yeah. the delay, yeah. which actually it isn't at all. You know, no. we have to submit our applications within our priority period. Otherwise, we might be negligent. That's still a big cause of negligence claims against conveyances. That's a, that's a given. But all of that is post-completion, post-post-completion, and is absolutely nothing to do with us. And yet it, it just becomes part of the narrative mm. about, you know, crap conveyances, crap conveyancing times, crap conveyancing process. Look, I, you know, I don't want to sit here and, and, and slag off the land registry, um, you know, quite the opposite. Um, however, there is a bit of a uh, a compromise in some way. We, we've had it bad, haven't we, as conveyances for so long. Yeah. We've taken the brunt of everything that's been thrown at us. 
which you know hasn't been our choice you know none of what's happened over the last few years now as an industry have we voted on or anything like that yeah um and and we're the ones that continually get it in the next so you know when you talk about transaction times and things like that it's really important that we measure from relevant points um but i think the overall issue is it's just so difficult to comprehend why it takes that amount of time especially when the land registry have purported to scale up in terms of staff training um you know all the sort of courses and seminars that we go on when the land registry are there um you know they do give a, a generalized talk about what they're doing um but it doesn't really seem to have changed since this time last year no, I don't. I, it, for you know, for for outsiders looking in, and if anybody from the land registry wants to come and chat to us, I would be genuinely yeah, delighted. delighted to 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 have them on. I mean, and I've you know was invited to be on a land registry forum, at, you know, where they clearly are trying, you know, engaging with practitioners. So I'm not, you know, I agree with you in that sense too. Um, uh, you know, they are clearly making you know significant efforts, and a very very good thing for pra- conveyancing practitioners. Uh, that they do have they do have now a, an absolute wealth of training resource for practitioners whether it's checklists flow charts webinars the how-tos on the on the land registry website I mean there's an enormous amount of fantastic resource and you can't get away from that uh, which practitioners should be looking at to try to uh, decrease requisition rates and so on but um, what I find interesting because I've been involved with the land registry actually on and off for a very long time and of course, what they did was shed a very significant number of staff. I don't know the percentage, so I'm not going to misquote it. Uh, sort of around the 2007-8 um, uh, downturn, they closed a number of offices. And clearly, you know, it was a, a systemically that was going to have an impact. And of course, but you and I were at the same conference probably three or four years ago, Stu, when um, you know, uh, somebody at the top of the land registry stood up and said, yes, we understand the problems. We're recruiting, we're recruiting, we're recruiting. Mm-hmm. Well, even with the pandemic, um, clearly that recruitment isn't isn't being seen. You know, the fruits of those efforts clearly aren't being seen at the coalface for, for the likes of you, are they? Yeah, well, it's all very well recruiting, but these people have to be trained. Um, and I suppose, you know, if you're going to recruit from the land registry, or from the language's point of view, you know, you're not going to be able to get in somebody that's got experience that can slot in and and do that job straight away, are you? Well, let me let me just more of a training sort of issue, I think, as well as recruitment. Well, it is, and let me just hey Stu, let me talk over you, as somebody kindly pointed out not long ago, which is very funny. Um, but of course, I've you know because I've been around for such a long time. Um, the land registry recognised back in the late 90s that they had a very significant strata of very experienced uh, registration executives who were had years worth of land registry land registration knowledge who were all about to retire. Mm. So what they did strategically uh, was introduce the land registry qualification, which, as the name implies, was a bespoke qualification for land registry staff and it was it was at two levels certificate and diploma uh, and I know a lot about it and this sounds very pompous and arrogant but I uh, worked with the land registry to put it together when I was at, um, at one organization and then when I moved organizations and it went to out to tender after the first three years I'd moved and the land registry moved the whole LRQ as we called it to the, the organization that I worked for and that was that was great and you've made you've hit the nail on the head there Stu because 
you know, land registration is a combination of, you know, land law. It is a combination of conveyancing. But of course, you have that technical land registration stuff. And there was, of course, no training product out there that that, that particularly covered that that very bespoke bit. And the LRQ therefore sought to bring all of those things together. And I think internally within the land registry, it was um, it was well received. But the whole point about it was to it was the purpose of it was to skill up those newer members of staff at the time we're talking 20 years ago now give or take um to, to deal with funnily enough the very issues that the land registry seems to be facing now and i thought what was a great shame and you know i'd moved on so there was no you know there was never any sort of personal benefit to me other than having been involved and set it up um but the land registry binned it eventually because they sort of perceived that it was too expensive well you know maybe just maybe <laughs> you know that you know, that that was, you know, a cost benefit analysis that perhaps wasn't done as well. And I'm sure they do loads of internal training. But, um, you know, that was something that was there. It was already up and running. Um, uh, and it's uh, I'm sure there were lots of internal strategic reasons for not continuing to run its due. But the training is consistently, you know, commentators are pointing out, well, you know, what uh, what do the internal land registry staff, you know, what are they doing and what are they up to? I know they're doing apprenticeships and that's also fantastic. But... Yeah. I'm, I'm sure it's it, it? yeah, it and I'm sure it's very, 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 very difficult to recruit and very, very difficult to train um, you know, in, in, in their kind of circumstances. I'm not sure, you know, whether anybody sort of sits there and as a, a career kind of choice thinks, oh, I really want to go and work at the land registry. So I'm not sure that, you know, it's it's an easy one for them. But there is always a line, isn't there? And like I said earlier, you know, we don't want to slag off the land registry, but there is a line. And when the land registry then come out and in a publication actually start to blame conveyances, as always seems to be the case, um, we're always, a, a, whatever you want to call it, a, a, beating, uh, a beating stick, aren't we? That's when the line, unfortunately, has been drawn and, and we have to address it. And, you know, to come out and sort of blame us, for want of a word, you know, in terms of the requisitions we're receiving, I think it's a bit of a cheap shot, personally. Yeah, I do. And I mean, you know, let's get it out there. It was a land registry blog that came out on the 5th of Jan, um, uh, you know, by the deputy chief exec of the land reg. So it was someone very senior uh, who actually, to be fair, is, you know, is a very, um, uh, uh, you know, decent man who's very erudite and goes to lots of events and, and, and speaks very well. But, you know, when his first opening salvos in his blog are one of the main obstacles we face is the avoidable errors in applications and we frequently need to go back to applicants to seek to correct easily avoidable mistakes we spend a lot of time checking for basic administrative errors now that to be fair to him might be true but i just think it was completely the wrong tone um and and frankly there was quite a big backlash uh, mm. against the land reg for that um and it was some way down that blog and that article before um there was the line well you know we make mistakes too and that was all that was a bit too late because i think the damage mm. had been done so mm. i think that was you know that was perhaps as much about presentation as anything else but i don't know whether you sourced you but that obviously was reported in the gazette law society's gazette and there were 29 comments on that article alone which is quite a lot for the gazette and uh, we talk, we've talked about sort of inconsistencies and requisitions, Stu, and uh, Anonymous in the Gazette uh, pointed out a number of requisitions. But 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 two of my favourites are 
a requisition uh, came back, and I bet you've seen this, uh, the fee quoted is incorrect. And of course, the response to the requisition was, well, no, it was correct when we made the application two years ago. Yeah, and another definitely. one, the ID1 has expired. No, no, no. Yeah. It was valid when we sent the application 18 months ago. So there is something going wrong. Mm. Whichever way you look at it, there is something going wrong. Now, did we read, Stu, that the Land Reg were, I, I did, we did read, they were going to be sort of trialling a, um, a sort of pick up the phone and try and sort out simple requisitions by the phone thing. Have you come across that at all? Has anybody ever done that with you? No, 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 not personally. We've not seen it here. No. Um, and I again, you'll remember, Stu, that years ago, you could just pick up yeah. the phone, speak to a yeah. land registrar, deal with a technical issue, get your registration sorted. And that was phenomenal, wasn't it? I mean, the land registry is, a, you know, it's an institution, is it? It's a phenomenal entity that has made buying UK property um, so attractive. Um, some of the things the land registry done have, have been unbelievable over the years. Um, and, you know, we mustn't forget that. Um, but I think, you know, if you want to tie the whole conversation together, and we spoke a lot about training, you know, the people at the land registry, um, not all, but some of the people that we do at the land registry clearly aren't as maybe educated, perhaps as their predecessors. Um, and maybe there isn't the ability to, you know, to act in the same way that they did previously, um, which is probably... Yeah, similar to conveyancing firms in a way as well. Yeah. Um, I know, was just going to say that, that. actually, you're absolutely of, right. Um, I'm not com completely knocking everybody and not, you know, looking our own sort of industry in the face. Um, I think there's probably, you know, some, you know, a lot of, you know, similarities uh, in terms of volumes of work and maybe skill sets. You know, we did a chat before, haven't we? I think last year, you know, skill sets within the industry yeah. and, yeah. and are they reducing? Um, and, and you could say maybe it's the same at the land registry. Well, I think what's interesting, though, and what I find odd about the timing of this incendiary blog about, you know, um, uh, conveyances of the cause of, con you know, um, obstacles, is the fact that from last November, all law firms had to um, submit their registrations, the bulk of the registrations using the digital application process, which by the land registry's own admission was supposed to sort of cut down requisitions by something like 25%. So, and, and surely, you know, that that must be seeing results pretty much all you know pretty much instantly because you can't move from one field to the next until you've got no. this one right so all of these sort of basic admin misspelling and all the rest of it all the things that you and I really rather take for granted and think shouldn't be going wrong anyway um you know that should be that, that shouldn't be so much of an issue anyway so for this to come out sort of less than two months after the digitization requirement mm. just seemed a real mismatch to me it's a strange time for the article to be released, especially um, when the land registry might also be going on strike. Um, is there a link there? Well, uh, I, a very, very good point. I mean, and, and um, you know, I mean, that... all, all of a sudden we've got all these problems, and you know, the land registry are not going to be there. So it's not going to certainly not going to help us, is it? Not going to help them. Not going to help us. I'm not sort of. You know, getting away from the fact that maybe the reasons for going on a strike are valid. Maybe they are, maybe they're not. I don't know. But whatever way we want to cook it, it's certainly not going to help us going forward, is it?
No, and I think because you know the, the the practical point for for, for conveyances who haven't cottoned on to the fact that a, a strike is threatened, you know, Google land registry strike, you know, check the date or dates. I think the first of Feb has been suggested. Check it because clearly firms need to be looking at the basics of you know of their priority periods expiring on that day and so on and so forth. Yeah. Supposed to only be a day, might be averted. No idea. Like YouTube. You know, I make no comment or judgment on people's right to strike and the reasons yes. for doing it. If, But I think it's a very sad state of affairs when uh, an institution uh, of the size and nature of the land reg that the staff and it, it goes back to the staff, doesn't it, that they feel sufficiently undervalued, that they feel the need to do that. I mean, that in itself is um, is quite telling. And I think you're, it's, a, it's a, an interesting point that you make about the timing of this particular salvo about about mm. firms because it's a pretty direct attack really it feels like a direct attack Most definitely, I think so. but um well maybe to kind of conclude i mean you know i, I do think in a general sense um uh, the land reg has lost its way a bit um, um, um but something i don't understand at all from a sort of strategy point of view um because clearly senior management you know uh, set the strategy set the direction fundamentally i think an organisation has got to get its core function right mm. before it it moves into other big resource heavy projects. So I, with that in mind, I still don't understand why the land reg, for example, has moved into, uh, you know, the land grab to take the local land charges data from local authorities. I am sure there is a strategic reason. I don't understand what it is. If somebody wants to tell me, I'd be delighted here. But for my, to my mind, my rather simple little mind, get your house in order first. Look at your registration times, a straightforward plot. If somebody buys a plot, you know, a garden plot, it might take a year and a half, give or take, to, to register it. Again, it's a strange time, you know, there was always going to be a dip after this, we call it, period of, of volume transactions, wasn't there? And maybe the timing to work on these kind of projects was... It seems off, doesn't it? Should we say it that way? Uh, as you say, you know, we certainly here during that sort of stamp duty holiday period didn't work on any expansive projects that was going to take any resource because all resource was frontline, getting people exchanged, getting people completed. And to put it so, so, so simply, you would have thought that all resource should be utilised to get these delayed backlog transactions up to date. And that snowball effect should surely then help, you know. They're not going to be chased and so on and so forth as much. Well, you know, and uh, a bit of a maybe a concluding tip for the land reg. And I did see a gentleman. I'm uh, sure it's far more complicated than we've made that out. I, I agree. But at the end of the day, if technical um, uh, technical issues are the, are the point, um, for example, a, a, a chappie on, again, the, the Gazette comments, said, well, you know, um, I'm retired. I've got absolutely acres of experience. Uh, you know, I've dealt with unregistered titles for my entire professional career. You know, I offered my services to the land registry to sort of, you know, basically help investigate titles. Uh, and I was declined because I'm not a civil servant. So there are, and, and we know for a fact, for example, hey, you know, recruitment tip for the land registry here. There's a whole shed load of senior conveyancers who have left the profession in the last two years because they just don't want to deal with it anymore. Loads of those are going to have title and registration and unregistered title experience. Why not take them on as consultants to do mm -hmm. title checking? You know, there we go. <laughs> In fact, you and I might go for it, Stu. <laughs>
Well, <laughs> Stu, uh, you know, I think there was a lot packaged up in that, wasn't there? Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. I think you're right. I think we need to conclude on a positive in the sense that, you know, the land registry is 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 fantastic in the sense of what it does. Yeah. Uh, and I think, um, you know, we I think most conveyances would agree that the staff have across the years always been very helpful. But Definitely. certainly something seems to have gone a bit awry when, as I say, registration of a garden plot can take a year and a half. Um, and I think that's probably the issue. And, and I it's think it's the impact, isn't it? It's the impact that it has on conveyances. You know, we've still got this kind of period uh, of the last two or three years now hanging over us because we can't get all those transactions registered. And that, that can't be right. It's when it you know materially affects us um, and, and our complaints are, are going up because of this that it that it really kicks in. Well, it's not been built into your fees. And perhaps one, you know, perhaps another concluding plea is why don't the lenders get together with the land registry? Mm. And why don't the lenders just understand the land registration process and delays and stop chasing, sending standardised chases? Yeah, well, one thing I would say um, is I think one thing that has slightly changed is I I would actually say the lenders have have become a bit more acclimatised to the land registry delays. And I don't think they are chasing as much. Well, that's that's um, a good thing to you know, hear. As, as a as a general, you know, they they obviously still chasing blah blah blah. Um, but I would say there's a, a bit more leeway with lenders at the moment. I think you know there is a realization that there are problems, especially on new build transactions. Um, so I I actually think that a lot of the lenders have are, are more relaxed uh, and aware of this situation. But I still think, you know, a firm should really just be able to, you know, if necessary, just sort of, you know, send the snapshot of your application inquiry or whatever, send it to the lender. There's the definitive statement as to how long we think the registration is going to take. And really, from that point, the lender should really butt out. What? Why continue to, mm. you know, send periodic chases when it's just completely unnecessary? I, that's that's what slightly baffles yeah. me. But. Anyway, well, thanks for that, Stu. I think there was more to unpack in there than uh, than we thought. Um, So, um, yeah, I think perhaps the land reg has lost its way temporarily, but uh, let's hope it gets. Uh, And I think if anybody from the land registry is is listening to this chat, would more than welcome, yeah, uh, anybody to come onto the show to to go through the issues that there are, and it could well be, Dwayne, couldn't it? That you know we're not sitting at the land registry, we don't see what applications they receive and. Maybe they have a point, but of course, if anybody is listening and watching, um, we'll be more than happy to have them on and have a chat. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm always, you know, I'm always happy to be, you know, corrected uh, and proved wrong. But I think what the land registry need to see is the perception of the people, of the users of their services. They need to see the impact that, as I say, the users of their services are, are, are you know, are experiencing the impact of what's going on. So, you know, you can very much speak from the coalface, Stu. But as you say, if someone wants to come on and say, well, actually, Lorraine, you're talking nonsense, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd welcome the opportunity to talk, as you say. Mm-hmm. So uh, so hopefully we'll perhaps see someone from the land reg in the not too distance, Stu. Take mm-hmm. care now. Take care. See you soon. Bye.